Good afternoon, dear listeners. You are tuned in to CJSR FM 88.5, and this is Moving Radio. I'm your host, Christian Zip, and join me, please, won't you, for the next one half hour as we take a look at local Canadian and independent cinema. Well, I guess it's more of a focus on Dead Fest this weekend, because coming up on Wednesday, October 16th, that's right, Dead Fest finally kicks off again right before Halloween. So to get yourself in shape, for Halloween, I guess that uh, you want to watch as many genre and horror films as you possibly can because Dead Fest, of course, is more than just horror films. It's all about genre films. And maybe, just maybe, you were one of the lucky listeners last week that uh, donated and won a six-pack pass to Dead Fest 2013. And by the way, thanks to everybody who dialed and donated or did it online. Uh, we really appreciate all the financial support that you give a station like CJSR. It is invaluable, every single nickel that you pour into the station, and it keeps us alive, and it allows us to do the things that we want to do, and hopefully that we're doing for you by supporting our community and you supporting community radio. Now, I've got a couple of fantastic interviews on tap for this week. The first of week has to do with one of the opening night films for Dead Fest. I'm talking with actor and producer Adam Kronheim as we discuss his film, the Battery, which will be premiering on Wednesday, October 16th as part of Dead Fest. And on top of that, for a little CanCon, I've got the co-directors and one of the stars of the film Pinup Dolls on Ice. It's Jeff Klein and Melissa Miras. They talked to me from Montreal, Canada. And you know what? Guess what? We got guests for both of those films are going to be showing up to Dead Fest. That's right. The director of The Battery and also Jeff Klein and Melissa Mira, the co-directors of Pinup Dolls on Ice. So it's an all Dead Fest episode for this week's edition of Moving Radio with me, your host, Christian Zip, on the mighty, mighty CJSR. You have any news? Oh, you know, he's a big son of a bitch. He likes his girls frozen on ice or something like that. When you see the cops, tell them I say, Hello! You see anything, I mean, anything. Call me person, understand? We'll be fine. Don't worry about it. Joining on the phone today on Moving Radio is a duo of guests. I always love it when I have more than just one person to talk to. Today, it's Jeff Klein and Melissa Mira. And we are talking about, of course, the Dead Fast presentation of Pinup Dolls on Ice, a hotly anticipated film at this year's Dead Fest, which all kicks off this October 16th. Jeff, Melissa, welcome to the show. Hi, guys. Thanks for having us, Chris. Yeah. Uh, you know, we're very excited to have you. I What probably got people excited the most is when they started to uh, roll the trailer out in front of Dead Fest Films and uh, in Kevin Martin's store. Uh, it piqued much curiosity, as well as the title itself. I love an incredibly <laughs> blunt title, by the way, guys. So um, I know. We, all, we often get people think it's a porn. We often get that a lot, and we have to let them know, no, it's not a porn. It's an actually horror flick, and it's not a porn. <laughs> yeah, it's a real movie. That's the other. That's the other thing people are amazed at. They're like, "Oh, you made a little flick," and and they're like, "Well, 
how long is it? And we're like, well, it's like 85 minutes. And they're like, oh, like a real movie. And I was like, yeah, it's a real movie. And then they see the trailer and they're like, oh, it even looks like a real movie. And I'm like, yeah, because it is a real movie. <laughs> That, well, I'm glad that you achieved that goal of uh, convincing people that it is a real movie, which is a positive thing. <laughs> Maybe we can let people know what the real plot of this real film, Pinup Dolls on Ice, is, just in case they don't get the title. Well, Pinup Dolls on Ice is actually the sequel to the film Bikini Girls on Ice. Basically, the on ice thing is because the killer basically puts his female victims on ice. I'm not going to tell you why he puts them on ice yet. But uh, if you watch the film, it uh, it gets a little nasty and gross, but uh, it's well worth the wait. So uh, this also has a little bit of uh, a burlesque kind of uh, angle as well at it. Do you want to talk a bit about that, too? Well, we went with the pin of dolls theme just because we wanted to have, like, a group of girls. And that was just, like, the theme that we wanted. And it could have been anything else, but we just, you know, it just felt right. And the story was written around a group of girls uh, going somewhere secluded and performing. Because in this case, you know, you can basically put any group of girls in skimpy outfits, but we, st- we felt like the burlesque theme was still classy in its, in its own way. It wouldn't be too uh, gratuitously over-the-top sexy. It's still sexy, but not cheesy, yeah. corny because sexy. pinups are sexy just by being pinups, so mm-hmm. it didn't feel like we were pushing the theme too much. Yeah. The thing is, is that uh, generally you are making it for a predominantly male audience, but that's not, uh, I don't know necessarily the case completely all the time. I mean, there may be, you definitely see that probably coming up to you at festivals that it's mostly dudes, but I think even with a film like this, uh, it gives a little bit more broader appeal. Was that was that something that was kind of calculated and that saying like, okay, if we're going to do a sequel to this, how do we evolve the idea? To tell you the truth, um, when we started making pinup dolls, we, we read a lot of the reviews from Bikini Girls on Ice. We really took to heart everything that was being said about that first film. And, you know, they wanted more blood. They wanted more boobs. They wanted more violence and all this kind of stuff. So we wanted to inject this into the film. And we definitely did that. But at the same time, we, we really wanted to keep in mind that this still should be a fun film for people to go out and see and, and you know, be, to be able to crack a beer open and... and eat some popcorn, and and have a good time watching. There are some disturbing scenes in the film, but overall it's still a fun film, and we we wanted to keep that in mind even when we were, you know, addressing all of the issues that we had from Bikini Girls on Ice. It's actually pretty brutal as well. Um, After Fantasia, our reviewer wrote that uh, we were definitely going to get some walkouts because of the violence. Um, But actually, if you ask me, I don't think there's enough violence. I can always have a little more... Wow, I think that's the first time I've ever had that happen on the show, where pe- <laughs> people come on and they're like, you know, God, like we've already been told we're going to be brutal and that people will walk out because they're sickened by what we did, but really I wish we would have went further. I just, we didn't push the envelope enough. Okay, well, we're not going to sell it short, Melissa. I like that you said that it's brutal no, I mean, enough. it's pretty brutal, and you know what? Yeah. I hope I get some walkouts because it's freaking brutal. And, yeah. I mean, Mo, our killer, he doesn't let yeah. these girls go easy. And uh, Yeah, he's not one of those killers where it's not one hit and out. He enjoys it. He enjoys these girls. You guys, as co-directors and also as co-producers, and Melissa is one of the stars of the film, uh, it's an interesting uh, working relationship. You don't necessarily see it a lot. A lot of times it's like two dudes, you know, whether it's Coen Brothers or the Hudlins or whatever it might be, where it's a couple of guys who are connected. 
connected. You don't often see it as a, as maybe like a, a guy and a girl and, and even like couples a lot of times. Maybe talk just a little bit about the working relationship and uh, how that goes back and forth and maybe how you guys complement each other as well. The word compliment is, is a good word because um, the way we worked on set, it, it took a couple of days to figure out exactly how the dynamic was going to play out. Once all the dust had settled, basically, I would take care of the technical side of the film. Um, the images to make sure everything looks good and just aesthetically that the film was very pleasing and that we could tell the story visually. And then Melissa would come along and she was very good with actors. She's very good with the story and she's very good with the, the violence and adding all of those details into the scene that make it real. I was never stepping on her toes. And she, you know, she would, she doesn't know all that much about the, the lighting and, and the camera side of things. So uh, it worked out pretty well. So, Melissa, what do you, were like maybe areas for you that you felt comfortable with? Or did you feel sometimes you were a little bit torn too because you had to be actually on set in scenes uh, in the movie as well? I don't know because you know what? I can honestly say that Jeff and I only had each other really to rely on. It was a really, really tough shoot. You really had to be on our, on like on, on, on the game like all the time. And when I had to actually act, I was so comfortable with Jeff taking the lead and we had like some amazing crew and they were actually able to take over whatever I was taking care of behind the camera. So I was able to just go ahead and do all my acting scenes and it turned out pretty good, actually. I'm very, very happy with the results. Yeah, there were some scenes where, you know, Melissa had to act, but she was also doing the makeup. So she was doing other people's makeups while in her wardrobe of Malone. She, she did a really good balancing act there. We're speaking on the phone today with Jeff Klein and Melissa Mira. And the film that we're talking about is Pinup Dolls on Ice. It is going to be screening here in Edmonton as part of DeadFest, and that all kicks off October 16th, of course. And you can find out more at deadfest.com. Maybe one thing I want to ad- address with you guys, too, is that you talk about, you know, the violence and, and, you know, having a lot of women on set and trying to be a little bit more brutal maybe than you were last time out. Do you find that even though you have people on set who are professionals, that you still have to take a lot of care uh, with the actresses? And maybe did having Melissa as part of that, Jeff, with you, on set and in the film as well kind of helped settle people because you don't have a lot of time to mess around. It's, it's like, go, go, go. How do you settle people down on set when really you're just reenacting violent scenes? Well, I, I, I can say, though, that having Melissa on set it made it very easy because she was able to communicate with the girls a lot easier. Not that I can't communicate. He's a weirdo. He can't talk to girls. <laughs> but it just sounds better when it comes from a girl's voice when, you know, you have to tell the girl that she's got to take all her clothes off and run around for the next three hours. So coming from a girl's voice, it sounds it just sounds better. And it's also good that, um, you know, these girls saw me do these things as well. So, you know, when I ask somebody to do something, you know, nobody can say, well, it's easy for you to say you're not doing it. No, 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 I am doing it, sweetie. So it was really, really easy. And the adrenaline was just like all over the set and when a girl watched another girl do something was like okay when's my turn when am i I shooting my scene so it was pretty good i think the only thing that was annoying was probably like the ginormous spiders everywhere but we had we had fun with them too (laughs) the film is called pinup dolls on ice it's screening as part of dead fest we're speaking with jeff klein and melissa mira maybe as well too i just want to talk about the idea of doing a film like this for an audience it's meant to create a lot of tension but also to kind of be like 
like uh, fun at the same time. Do you find that you have to that you can achieve that on set as well, or do you find that there's a you really have to build up the tension as much as possible, and it's up to the audience to be able to kind of like enjoy the moment and get grossed out and have fun? Once you see the film, you're going to see that the locations are very drab and dreary. So just being on set kind of lends itself to um, already being in that mode. And, and the atmosphere was already there. Once the actors showed up on set and, you know, the cameras and lights were set up and there was a, an intense scene that had to be done, they were already in the moment when they, when, when they walked in there. And I think that really helped everybody just get into character. Honestly, the, the actors we worked with were great and they were able to just, you know, flick the switch on and off. So uh, it, it really wasn't a problem at all. The film Pinup Dolls on Ice is going to be screening as part of Dead Fest. I know that people's uh, uh, curiosity is definitely going to be peaked now for sure. Do you want them to, I, I know that you have some stuff online that people can check out at Facebook, whatnot. Uh, how can people get connected more and find out more about Pinup Dolls on Ice before they go see it? Uh, you can find us on, on uh, Facebook and you can uh, find our company Facebook page also, BGOI Films. We're always posting all kinds of things. Uh, you guys can follow us on Twitter. We're going to do the festival uh, run and we're gonna we're a little bit everywhere so if you want to keep up you have to follow us on Facebook all right our guests have been Jeff Klein Melissa Mira they have done the film pinup dolls on ice it is a uh, a Canadian production too which is always really cool let me tell you that doesn't mean that it's it's lesser quality I find that this year's dead fast has brought in a lot of great Canadian films so I'm really happy that uh, this is one of them as well it looks fantastic congratulations on the film thank and, you yeah and we wish you guys the best of luck in the future with this and hopefully this is just one more stepping stone towards maybe a third one. Who knows? Who knows? Right. It's Christian, now, now you have to come see the movie. You have to be there. <laughs> I will be there for sure. Are you kidding me? I'm like, that's when I have we're gonna to. We're going to call your name once we're on stage. <laughs> you better raise your hand. <laughs> I, I will for sure. I will for sure. Jeff, Melissa, thank you so much for joining us on the show today. You're welcome. Thanks. Hello, my name is Ingrid Benninger, and you are listening to CJSR. I've got a film out there called Modra, and you can always find me on punkfilms.ca. That's punk, like punk rock. So you go to punkfilms.ca, and you'll find me. CJSR, all the way. I want to sleep in a house, in a bed, like a real human. You need to wake up and realize this is how it is out here now. Nobody's gonna flip the switch back on. Joining me on the phone today on Moving Radio is our guest, Adam Kronheim. He is an actor and also producer of the film The Battery. The Battery is going to be one of many films. It's going to be part of Dead Fest 2013, which is going to be happening at the Garneau Theater. That's right. That's the Metro Cinema. And it takes place on October 16th all the way through to the 20th. And The Battery is actually going to be on opening night. And not only are they going to be shutting down the opening night by screening at 9.30 p.m., but there's going to be a special guest in the house. Unfortunately, it's not going to be our friend Adam Kronheim, but his partner, Jeremy Gardner. So, Adam, now that we've totally confused them, we're going to constantly refer to you. Uh, Adam, how are you? 
Doing very well. Thank you for having me. Um, hopefully by the end of this, all the listeners out there will decide to go check out The Battery and uh, have a chat with writer-director Jeremy Gardner. Yeah, that would be a fantastic idea. Trust me. Um, all right, so The Battery, let's talk about the plot of the film before uh, we kind of get into things too much and let people know what the film is about. Sure. So The Battery follows uh, two ex-baseball players traveling across New England during a zombie apocalypse. Now these two characters are played by myself and and Jeremy Gardner. Um, The film is very much about the differences in these two ex-baseball players' personalities that essentially cause rifts between them. So it's it's much more of a, a buddy road movie than it is necessarily a zombie film, but for zombie fans out there, you'll definitely get a, a taste of what you love. Adam, sounds really interesting, and maybe, you know, there seems to be a glut of zombie films out there, and maybe some people are feeling a little uh, a little put off, or they've got, they're full of zombies. Let's talk about how this film and how it's a little bit different. You talked about it being about the two baseball players and the relationship between them. Um, maybe let's get a little bit deeper into how this goes beyond it just being about you being chased uh, by blood thirsty half-dead people. The film was was very much made as a character study. It was based in character and and a great script written by Jeremy. So the focus was really to be put on these two guys and the way that we did that was kind of through the pacing of the film and and you'll know when you see it what I'm talking about. You know, it's it's much more of a slow atmospheric zombie movie than than most of the other zombie reincarnations out there. So it really pulls the focus onto the characters, which, you know, is definitely something Walking Dead does, but uh, we do it in a, in a slightly different way. And I guess that's, that's almost always constantly what you have to be referring to as other things, and particularly something like Walking Dead, which is kind of a character-driven series, but it's much more soap operatic in that way. Do you find, too, that... It, in, in doing a cinematic effort like this, that you really found like this idea, the character study between the two guys uh, being the focal point for it, th- that for you guys, that's where all the intensity comes from, and maybe not so much necessarily from the gore or the horror. Yeah, I mean, absolutely. And, you know, me, me and Jeremy did not know each other more than a couple weeks before we shot this project. So a lot of the relationship that's developing is actually true to form because it's about two guys that didn't know each other well going into the apocalypse. And I guess in some ways shooting this film felt like an apocalypse, you know. It was a good opportunity to actually use that in the film. And that, you know, I think definitely translates to the audiences and and why we've, you know, gotten some of the screenings and and some of the festival success that we've had. We're speaking on the phone today with Adam Kronheim. The film itself is called The Battery, and it premieres on the opening night of Dead Fest at 9.30 p.m. That's right. That's Wednesday, October 16th. Adam you fulfilled the role of not only as actor, but as producer, too. On a film like this, which um, has to be really tightly budgeted and tightly shot, um, talk to us a little bit about the uh, the challenges, maybe, and also maybe the, uh, I guess, the, I don't know, unknown luxuries of saying, like, okay, cool, we only have so many choices here. <laughs> we can't shoot ten times, so let's sure. just do this. What uh, works for yeah, you and what doesn't? Yeah, I mean, we were, we were limited in, in time and budget. Uh, you know, we, we shot this movie over 16 days with a shooting budget of $6,000. So if anything goes wrong, you can't really throw money at the problem. That wasn't ever an option. Um, so it was just about uh, stretching it as far as we could and making sure that if something wasn't going to work, we weren't wasting time on it. We were moving forward. But, you know, the one thing that I'm sure when you come out to the screen, you'll hear is Jeremy talking about planning, you know, how, how important it is to plan. 
and we didn't do that. So, you know, in, in some respects, we got a little lucky probably with some of the weather and stuff like that. But um, it, it's, it's kind of, I guess, a lot of indie film is kind of magic. You need everything to line up properly in order to get the product that you initially aim for. So what would be like maybe the number one lesson you learned as a producer on this shoot? Uh, man, whatever can go wrong will go wrong, you know, you, and, and you just, you, you do your best, you plan for it. Um, I mean, we, a lot of the typical things that a film does before you go out to shoot it, uh, was not taken care of on this film. So it turned out we had to do it during post-production. Uh, you know, I things like insurance and, and filing for copyrights and things like that. So, uh, you know, a lot of that stuff we can handle, better from the get-go in order to make a film that, that's viable to, to get out there to the public. We're speaking on the phone today with Adam Kronheim and his partner Jeremy Gardner on the film The Battery will be in town as they premiere this week at Dead Fest on October 16th. Adam, uh, maybe tell us a little bit about what you have to do mentally to get yourself ready for this kind of stuff, because it's a real psychological film in a lot of ways. And uh, and I guess part of your character, too, is trying to disconnect from what's happening to himself at the time. Maybe tell us a little bit about what you needed to go through uh, to prepare for this role. Um, you know, it's for me, uh, I, I wouldn't call myself a method actor per se, but being able to put myself in a real life situation that was that of the character was, uh, you know, kind of of paramount importance in that I was going out there with a crew of people that knew each other well. Uh, and I was kind of the outsider coming in at the time. So that's how my character is in the movie with, uh, with his, uh, his partner, Ben, um, my character, Mickey and Ben don't know each other ahead of time. So that, that's something that really kind of played into it. So there wasn't much that I needed to do to prepare myself for that world, uh, I think that, you know, the biggest challenge was wrapping your, your mind around a 110-page script uh, a week leading up to shooting it. Uh, that's definitely a challenge, but uh, something that you obviously get used to as you do it more and more. Did you feel like when you were going in, you're like, okay, so we're going to shoot this much, but I don't know how much we're going to keep because, I mean, your running time's around two hours. And, you know, for some people, they think like 90 minutes horror movie, automatic, right? Um, but, I mean, I, I guess the length maybe lends more to the idea of that it's it's more story-driven, more focused on characters. You know, from my perspective as, as an actor on the film and, and eventually a producer, which I started doing on set and, and carried over into post-production, those thoughts of is this going to make it in or is this not, or is, you know, those things weren't on my mind because we had such a tight schedule and, and we were, we were constantly moving uh, and, and I had to constantly get ready for that next scene. You know, my face was always in the script getting ready for the next scene that a lot of those things you don't think about. It's, it's kind of like, uh, you know, to use the baseball analogies, if you're a pitcher in a baseball game, you're probably not thinking about, you know, I got to put my daughter to sleep tonight. You're thinking about the task at hand. So a lot of that stuff kind of floats away and you deal with it once you're in that, at that stage in the project. We're speaking on the phone today with Adam Kronheim. The film is The Battery and you can check it out as part of Dead Fest. It opens up on Wednesday, October 16th and in person will be Jeremy Gardner, director, writer, and actor for the film as well to do a Q&A post-screening. 
So, uh, Adam Kronheim, maybe just talk to us a little bit about uh, the festival experience, what it's like going out there and uh, and shopping your film around and taking your baby out there and having people judge it constantly, and also maybe making and meeting fans. You know, it's been a great experience. Uh, we premiered in Telluride, Colorado back in October 2012 at the Telluride Horror Show. Um, and after playing there... We got into another cluster of festivals in April in Europe uh, and in Brazil. So we went to some of those festivals and swept awards there, audience awards, jury awards. And that's when the theme started picking up and we got into this, you know, we have a huge festival run going on this fall. But getting out there and just talking to people about the movie making process is, uh, is a real treat. And for us as first time filmmakers, it's definitely something where we're learning a lot from showing a film to an audience. We're learning a lot from the other filmmakers that we're meeting along the way. Um, and, you know, there's, there's really no better place to show a film than a film festival because you're, uh, you're showing it to professional crowds, you know, people that are seeking uh, to find the next kind of indie gem or, or at least see uh, work that's done by people who, who have a lot of passion and just want to get the job done. So, you know, it's a great atmosphere to show a film, and, and, you know, we wouldn't have it any other way. It's a great way to get it out there. And what's your, been your, your best screening experience so far? Ooh, um, I would say probably at uh, Dead by Dawn in Scotland, uh, in Edinburgh. Uh, there's one scene in the movie that Traditionally, when we do go to our screenings, we stick around till this scene to see how the audience reacts. Um, and in Scotland, we got a full-on standing ovation. So that was pretty exciting to see. Uh, it's always nice when, when the, the humor and, and the moments are translating to audiences that are not from your home country, even though they're you know fairly similar. Uh, but that was quite a good experience. So hopefully we'll get we'll get the same reception on that scene at at Dead Fest this year. I think so too. By uh, you know after nine thirty, we'll have had a few beers. So probably. Oh well, I definitely encourage that. And, <laughs> and if I was in town, I would be partaking as well. And I know that Jeremy will be proud to tell you that he's drank plenty and plenty beers. You know, he, he's had plenty. That's true. I'm I'm sure uh, just by seeing clips of the film and seeing you guys, I, I could believe that. Yeah, I, I, people can go to thebatterymovie.com if they want to check out more about it, see some clips and stuff like that. But you also have Facebook on top of that, right? Uh, yes, you can follow the Battery Movie, uh, like our page on Facebook, and also uh, Jeremy, who's responsible for the Battery Twitter handle, uh, is at the Battery Movie. Um, he's definitely very active on there, and, and if you uh, if you say something interesting, we'll probably get back to you on that. The film, once again, is called The Battery. It opens up Dead Fest 2013, and that kicks off Wednesday, October 16th. It is only at one place. You can catch it all going down at the Metro Cinema. And if you want to check out The Battery, you want to be there for 9.30 p.m., and not only do you get the screening of that, but Jeremy Gardner, director, writer, and actor, will also be there doing a Q&A post-film, and you can hang out with him uh, after the movie. You know, If you're attractive and, and charismatic enough, I guess maybe he'll talk to you. Oh no no! See, he only he only <laughs> likes the ones that are dull and annoying. Oh. So if you're really annoying, tap him on the shoulder. He'll definitely <laughs> like that. Uh, I, I'm still thinking I'm going to stay away from him, even though I'm exactly <laughs> that type. So you know. <laughs> All right. All right. Well, you'll you'll direct the right ones. <laughs> I will. I will. All my friends, basically. Yeah, is exactly perfect, what it is. Perfect. Adam Kronheim, thank you so much for your time today. Really appreciate it, and uh, best of luck in the future with the battery. 
Well, that about wraps up this week's edition of Moving Radio. Again, I'd like to thank everybody who supported and dialed and donated and gave their time and maybe gave food or, you know what, gave even just their goodwill and prayers, spirits. Uh, They light a candle for us. Anybody who uh, gave us some goodwill for this year's fun drive, it was incredibly successful. We thank you all very much. If you still would like to donate, you can always find us at cjsr.com and donate any time this year if you happen to miss this week or maybe you're on a long holiday but to everyone that helped out and especially uh, donators to this show thank you so much for all your assistance as well we want to talk about uh, our guests this week jeff klein and melissa mira will be part of dead fest 2013 that's right their film pinup dolls on ice is going to be screening on saturday october 19th And they will be in town at 7 p.m. with their film. So make sure you check that out at the Metro Cinema. And that is right on 109th Street. That's right. It's the Garneau Theater. As well, on top of that, we also spoke with Adam Kronheim, the star and also the producer of the film The Battery. And he won't be in town, but his good friend and partner, Jeremy Gardner, the director and also co-star and writer of The Battery, will be in town for the film. And that kicks off the festival on Wednesday, October 16th. They will be the 9.30 showing. There's lots of guests every single night. And I guess the biggest one that people are looking forward to would be Bobcat Goathwaite on the 19th. If you're wondering how to get tickets so that you can check that screening out, or maybe uh, the retro screening of Bloodsport, or maybe All Cheerleaders Must Die, or Rewind This, or Cheap Thrills, all you need to do is go to deadfest.com to get yourself all the information, or metrocinema.com, and you can make sure you pick up your six-pack pass at the Lobby DVD shop on White Avenue, or show up at one of the screenings and buy yourself a six-pack pass at the Metro Cinema. Next week, we will have another Dead Fest special show that will focus on the Friday, Saturday, and Sunday screenings of this year's edition of Dead Fest. But stay tuned, ladies and gentlemen, because coming up next on CJSR is the triumphant return of the finest in feminist radio. It's Adam and Eve. Eve.